Hello, and welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and today we're looking into the topic that is often considered one of the most challenging aspects of leadership, deciding when and how to terminate an employee. In a previous episode, we looked at nine essential steps in making sure that we make employee discipline work well for everyone in the workplace. And today we're going to take the next step. The decision-making process is not always straightforward, especially when the employee's performance falls into that gray area of not being great, but not terrible either. So let's jump into eight steps to ensure that the decision to terminate is not only warranted, but is handled in a thoughtful, appropriate, and productive way. So find a comfy seat, grab your headphones, and let's get going. In a previous episode, Navigating Employee Discipline Part 1, we talked about the nine steps to make sure that we're enforcing discipline fairly, following company guidelines and legal requirements. If you haven't already listened to that episode, I recommend you go back and take a listen. So as we look towards the issue of termination, the first step is we need to determine the gaps. We need to identify what those are. So determining whether the termination is necessary is to objectively identify the areas where the employee is falling short. This requires a thorough assessment of their performance against the established standards and expectations. Understanding the specific gaps is crucial for both the employee and the manager. And if we've gone through the other steps of discipline, we will have reinforced those expectations and standards multiple times. Step two setting the expectations. So once you've identified the gaps, the next step is to have a frank conversation with the employee, clearly communicate what's not working and what improvements are expected. Providing guidance and expressing genuine interest in the employee's success sets the tone for a constructive dialogue. Step three, providing formal retraining. If the initial conversation doesn't yield significant improvements, consider whether additional training and resources can help. Introducing a performance improvement plan or a PIP can be an effective tool to focus on the identified gaps and give the employee a structured path for improvement. As we discussed previously, we want to make sure that we're doing a PIP, that we're doing discipline for the right reasons, that we're truly trying to help the employee to succeed, help them to get better. It's hard to hire new people. It's hard to get them trained up. If we can make an existing relationship work, that's a great thing. Step four. Create a timeline. Establishing a timeline is crucial to create a sense of urgency and provide clarity on expectations. Setting targets and timelines not only helps manage the process efficiently, but also leaves a clear paper trail, which is essential for legal and documentation purposes. Step five, document everything. This includes your conversations with the employee. It includes your conversations with your boss. It includes your conversations with HR. Document everything. In the absence of zero-tolerance violations, the termination process is a result of a well-documented series of steps. Every interaction, performance plan, and additional resource provided should be thoroughly documented. This not only ensures fairness, but also protects the business in case of any legal challenges. Regular follow-ups are crucial to gauge the employee's progress and provide ongoing support. Communication during these check-ins should include sharing recent performance results. 
detailing areas for improvement, offering help or training, and setting a date for the next evaluation. Step seven, if despite all efforts, the employee fails to meet the required standards, it may be time to terminate. In this final stage, be prepared to describe the next steps professionally and legally. Communicate when and how the terminated employee will receive their final paycheck, how benefits will be affected, and the process for retrieving personal and company property. Step eight, be prepared to describe the next steps. Part two, handling the termination with empathy and maintaining the employee's pride and dignity is important. Decide the next steps in a manner that ensures a smooth transition out of the company, making the process as respectful and dignified as possible. We've mostly been looking at the issue of discipline and termination from the point of view of production uh, issues or general behavioral issues that are addressed over time as we try to improve those, those situations, whether by increasing production or reducing the behavioral issues that we're seeing. But it's also important to know that there are sometimes zero tolerance violations that we just can't abide that we need to address very quickly. So let's take a look at understanding and addressing zero tolerance violations. And these are behaviors or actions that are just considered unacceptable and immediate actions required when they occur. Let's explore some examples and shed light on what constitutes a zero tolerance violation. Example one, harassment and discrimination. One of the most prominent examples of zero tolerance violations is harassment and discrimination. Any form of harassment, whether based on race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, or any other protected characteristic should be met with swift and decisive action. Creating a safe and inclusive workplace is so important and any behavior that compromises this should be addressed immediately. The second example is workplace violence. Any act of physical aggression, threats, or intimidation towards colleagues, superiors, or subordinates is just unacceptable. This includes not only physical altercations, but also verbal threats or aggressive behavior that creates a hostile work environment. Our third example is theft or fraud. Zero tolerance extends to acts of dishonesty, such as theft or fraud. Whether it's stealing company property, embezzling funds, or engaging in any form of fraudulent activity, immediate action is necessary to protect the company's assets and reputation. But even though quick action is needed, make sure you have a paper trail, make sure you have documentation, and that you have the evidence you may need. Our next example is substance abuse. Substance abuse, especially when it interferes with job performance or safety, is another area where zero tolerance may apply. This includes being under the influence of drugs or alcohol while on duty or bringing illicit substances into the workplace. Given the potential impact on safety and productivity, swift intervention is often crucial. Our next example is gross insubordination. And this one we have to be careful on because um, gross insubordination is not the same thing as getting your feelings hurt as a supervisor. Engaging in behavior that deliberately undermines the authority of supervisors can be a zero tolerance violation. While disagreements and differing opinions are natural, actions that disrupt the chain of command and create a toxic work environment may warrant immediate action. 
Now, keep in mind, in most cases, we're not in the military. So we're not typically giving orders in such a way. And so we have to be careful of the way that we approach this topic. It's not a matter of being on a power trip, giving an order, them saying no, and applying that as gross insubordination. Our next example is violation of safety protocols. And of course, this will vary based on the type of industry you're in, whether it's deliberate negligence, refusal to adhere to safety guidelines, or engaging in activities that put others at risk. Addressing these violations promptly is essential to maintain a secure work environment. Our next example is sexual harassment. Sexual harassment, which is a specific form of harassment, deserves special attention. Unwanted advances, inappropriate comments, or any form of sexual misconduct should not be tolerated under any circumstances. Organizations must have clear policies in place to address and prevent such behavior, and immediate action is necessary when it occurs. And example eight is a fun one. It's corporate espionage. We think of spies and thrillers. We don't usually think of our workplace, but in certain industries, corporate espionage or the unauthorized sharing of sensitive company information can be a zero-tolerance violation. Protecting intellectual property and confidential data is vital for the success and competitiveness of the organization. Any employee found in engaging in activities that compromise these assets may face immediate consequences. It's easy to think of examples of high-tech industries that may be targets of corporate espionage, but we must also think of a doctor's office, a dentist's office, um, or chiropractor where an employee may share patient information with outside sources, or in banking, sharing private identifying information. So once the decision has been reached that termination is appropriate, how do we go about setting the right kind of situation where that meeting can go well? So first and foremost, selecting a private and neutral setting for the termination meeting can be really important. This allows the employee to maintain their dignity and minimizes the potential for embarrassment. A quiet and discreet location is essential to ensure a confidential and respectful conversation. Next, we wanna make sure that we're prepared and that this is happening in a timely manner. Before the meeting, ensure that all necessary paperwork and details are in order. Be punctual, start the meeting on time, because it shows respect for the employee's time and their emotions. Being prepared demonstrates professionalism and helps to navigate the conversation smoothly. We want to make sure that we show empathy for the employee. Opening the meeting with empathy and compassion acknowledges the difficulty of the situation, recognizing the impact it may have on the employee express appreciation for their contributions, and acknowledge any positive aspects of their work. This sets a tone of understanding and compassion, even in challenging circumstances. Be aware that you may be feeling personally quite uncomfortable in this situation. Be aware of your facial expressions, your body language, any nervous tics you have. Sometimes when I feel uncomfortable, I smile. This may not be the appropriate time for me to feel uncomfortable and smile while I'm trying to fire someone. So be aware of yourself. We want to make sure that we're clear and direct. While empathy is crucial, it's equally important to be clear and direct about the decision. Clearly communicate the reasons for the termination using straightforward language. Avoid vague or ambiguous language to prevent misunderstandings. 
provide specific examples or instances that led to the decision. We also want to make sure that we're prepared to answer questions, but we also want to make sure that we're answering questions cautiously. So be prepared to answer questions, but ensuring that your responses align with the company policy and legal considerations. This can be tricky, but avoid engaging in lengthy debates or justifying the decision excessively. If you don't have an immediate answer to a question, commit to following up after the meeting. It reminds me of a scene from a movie called Moneyball, where Brad Pitt's character is teaching his associate how to let a baseball player know that they're being traded to another team. And it's simple, very direct. We appreciate it. You're a good ball player, but you're being transferred to this other team. Go see John Smith. He has all the details. He's going to get you all set up. We appreciate you. Goodbye. And that was it. And his purpose in teaching it this way was to avoid getting caught into a morass of questions and a debate with the ball player or the employee that is being terminated. We also want to make sure that we're offering support and resources. Despite the challenging nature of the meeting, offer support to the employee. Discuss any outplacement services, career counseling, or resources that the company may provide to assist them in their transition. Reinforce your desire to see them succeed in their future endeavors. Handle the logistical aspects of termination professionally and discuss the return of company property, the timeline for the employee's departure, and any outstanding payments or benefits. Clearly outline the next steps in the process, leaving no room for confusion. Now, in some cases, you may be given the task of letting someone go, and you may not have all those details. Before the meeting, make sure you gather those. Make sure you have the information from HR because we want to make sure that we're maintaining the professionalism throughout. Throughout the meeting, maintain a high level of professionalism and avoid expressing personal emotions or frustrations and stay focused on the facts and reasons for the termination. This helps create an environment of respect even during difficult conversations. And finally, after the meeting, Send a follow-up email reiterating the key points discussed during the termination. So as we wrap up talking about employee termination, whether it stems from a progressive discipline process or a zero-tolerance infraction, the decision to let an employee go is never easy. But as leaders, it's our responsibility to navigate these situations with grace, fairness, and professionalism. We discuss the nuances of when termination becomes necessary, whether it's the culmination of a progressive discipline journey where performance concerns or behavioral issues persist, or the immediate action required in the face of zero tolerance violations. In both scenarios, the goal is to maintain a healthy and productive work environment. The termination meeting is a pivotal moment that demands careful consideration and planning. We highlighted the importance of choosing the right setting, being prepared and timely, starting with empathy, delivering clear and direct communication, handling questions with caution, offering support and resources, discussing logistics professionally, maintaining a high level of professionalism, and following up with clear documentation. So middling managers, remember that these conversations, though challenging, are an integral part of effective leadership. By approaching termination with compassion, transparency, and adherence to best practices, you not only protect the well-being of your team, but also contribute to the overall health and success of your organization.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Middling Manager Hub podcast. I hope the discussion today on when and how to terminate an employee, whether it's after progressive discipline or a zero tolerance infraction, has provided some insight for you on your leadership journey. Remember, navigating termination is never easy, but with the right approach, one that combines empathy, clarity, and professionalism, you can make these challenging moments more manageable for you and your team. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a comment and share it with your fellow managers. Your support means the world to us. As always, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like to explore in the future, feel free to reach out. We're here to support you on your journey to becoming an even more effective and compassionate leader. Until next time, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow.